This is Low Lit Room by Basement Flower. This is Josh, and this is the sixth episode of the Status Dramaticus podcast. Sorry, everyone. I think it was two weeks since the last episode, but I was on quarantine for 14 days. Uh, the wife wasn't feeling too well, and we had a COVID-positive test in the, uh, in the household. And, yeah, I was isolated and bored out of my mind. So <laughs> now we're back, and we're going to um, do some more episodes. And today we have... Another guest, I have a longtime friend, uh, Jason. We went to paramedic school together. He is a paramedic currently, but also, uh, very interestingly, he is a musician. He actually been for quite a few local bands, went on tour and that kind of thing. So, some at some point during this podcast, I'm going to splice in a a song of of Jason's. It might be original, maybe a cover. I don't know. We haven't really decided yet. Yeah. So, hey, Jason, what's up, man? Hi, Josh. How you doing, dude? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah, that's good. Um, thanks for coming over. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I like nice. I like doing some traveling with the podcast equipment. It's kind of cool. Go yeah. different locations. We're actually we're actually outside right now, and um, so there's like birds and stuff. And I don't know if the microphones are going to pick up the birds and stuff, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it might be good nature sounds. Maybe someone goes to sleep while listening to this. Yeah, this is a <laughs> it's a nice little uh, development here. You know, I mean. Um, a lot of Karens around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're going to give away the location oh, yeah, if you keep that. that up. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. Over here is uh, that's Karen, and back there is Karen. Karen. And uh, there, you know. there's the Karen that doesn't like your speeding in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. We. 
That's a, that's a legal matter now. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> well, we are um we're both alumni of UMBC. We did the we were dumb and did the four year degree for parents. <laughs> 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 no, I think I think ultimately it was a great thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Got a lot of great experiences. A lot of uh, learned a lot of um, things that weren't. I guess not really practical at the time. Maybe maybe they they became more practical later in life. You know. Maybe, but I think that's tough because like the more I read about education, the more I go through education. I think it's tough, and I've even read books on this topic. They say that. Uh, a program that's very translational is like the holy grail of education because that's what ultimately ends up happening is uh, you go through an education and a lot of it doesn't apply to your actual job like every everything I've ever been through like nursing school like they train me to be a med surge nurse but like I'm an ER nurse a lot of this didn't apply yeah so learning on the job was like a, a more helpful situation so I, I don't know education's got to be tough yeah I mean I guess like the only real th- you know it's like clinical time you know you get you spend time at these different clinical sites and and you learn like how different systems and different like hospitals do things and I mean that's beneficial but other I mean the classroom yeah I mean it's y- tough it's tough because because you're it's not really geared towards what you're going to be doing like yeah or you know what you're gonna have to experience and and I don't have the experience of like a med surge nurse. I've never been a med surge nurse, but yeah, I don't know if that was helpful to them or not. Maybe it was. Maybe they learned enough to do their job. But I know being a paramedic, I think paramedic school, you really learn the most being out in the field doing your clinicals. But yeah. then even that's restrictive because you're only allowed to do so much as a student. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a different type of environment to be put in where you are like kind of like in a like a secondary role to there's someone else who's ultimately the liability falls on them but like when you're in the position where it's your decision and your your license and you know that that is a whole different type of ball game you know you have to that's a whole other assuming the responsibility is definitely a big change yeah that's a good point because you know people don't understand it until they're in the position so as an emt or even our techs in the hospital, they might see like the nurse and they're like, well, I would have done this. I would have done it this way. I would have done it that way. But the ones that go a little bit further and do become the paramedic, do become the nurse or do become something a little higher up the, the chain, they realize that once you get personal responsibility, yeah. it becomes a little bit harder to make yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a critic. Everybody's a critic. Man, well, it's you know? easy when, <laughs> when you don't have the whole burden on you. Yeah. And, and, and also the big picture too, like, you know, Knowing now, you know, knowing what you know as a paramedic is different than what you would kind of the way you would think about something as an EMT. And you don't even know how much you don't know. Yeah. And then even as a paramedic, you don't know how much you don't know. either. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem. (laughs) You just keep going through life knowing very little, but thinking, you know, plenty. Yeah. Or having to act like, you know (laughs) what you're doing, but really you're. (laughs) (laughs) We like to have fun here. (laughs) The fake it till you make it thing. But I mean, you—that is experience is the greatest teacher. Yeah. And and the further you go along doing this, I mean, you probably feel it with music too. Right. Like in the beginning, you like probably excelled at whatever instrument you were playing. But then when you finally played for with a band for the first time, it was probably like, oh Jesus. Oh yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) yeah. That was hard. Like yeah. I mean, that kind of started 
in like early high school like doing that and like yeah you don't realize like all right now you actually have to interact with other people you can't just like sit in your room and like right be like oh wow like Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm awesome. I was so cool. <laughs> Let me, I'm jumping up and down here. I like, can play this song. And then you try to play the same song, and it's like, well, I'm not matching up with the tempo of anyone else. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a huge thing, you know. And it just comes with experience, I guess, like anything right. else, you know. Or, like, you know, going on a tour like or something like that. Like, you, ideally, you, you think it's one thing, but, I mean... You, you like having to deal with other people in those types of situations too it's like right. it's very uh yeah it's an eye-opening thing you learn you react different ways to stress and, and yeah and that's it's just like sucking at something and that's probably should be more so looked at as like that that's the first step to becoming kind of good at something yeah yeah <laughs> you have you're to... gonna be really bad at it oh yeah oh yeah and but yeah if you suck enough a lot life then (laughs) eventually you sort of suck less yeah (laughs) that's all it's all about sucking a little less yeah (laughs) (laughs) learning from mistakes (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna put that's what she said jokes in here (laughs) (laughs) those are too easy you're 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 beyond that now right right yeah i'm evolved (laughs) yeah so uh i wanted to talk a little bit about your background as a paramedic um, like we we just said, you we went to school together. Yeah. Um, you kind of had your ups and downs with EMS. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, just like with life, you know, I mean, you get you get into a career in like your early twenties, and like you, you know, you're still kind of growing as a person, and you know, you might, um, you know, things in life, you're still kind of stabilizing other elements, and like so when I started, you know, I started EMS, it was like kind of like right out of college. And, you know, I started working at a, like a fire department. It's kind of setting in uh, Carroll County. And um, I, I think, you know, I worked with a lot of great people. I learned a lot. And, um, you know, and ultimately, you know, I think I had, I had other like goals I wanted to accomplish in my life as well. You know, I wanted to play music and go on tours and do things like that. And, um, and those opportunities like came along so I was kind of able to follow through with that and you know it's all interesting life experiences little interesting tidbits and stories that now like I kind of have like developed from that that's kind of cool and uh, one of the things I really like about doing this podcast is I get together with people and you learn a lot about them but I mean we've known each other for how long now oh like eight years yeah yeah longer than that probably like 10 years you know yeah 12 Probably going on 12 years. When did we start at UMBC? Um, 2009? Something like that. 2008, 2009, something. I think we started in the program in 2010. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. But, I mean, that still put us at 10 years knowing yeah. each other. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I knew a lot about that, st- a lot your music stuff since the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, my inability to play Mortal Kombat. Well, <laughs> you know, I can win against most people, but I never, I never met a challenge like this. You know, I mean, this is... Well, <laughs> I, I have mastered the jump kicks and sweeps, yeah. which is like the the cheapest way to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <laughs> I thought going through life playing Mortal Kombat the way I do was gonna win, where I just play a Sub Zero and shoot ice balls at people like from no, the back, can, from the corner. You can't do that. You can block that man. Yeah, you can block it and you can jump kick somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I learned that the hard way. Yeah, but yeah, but part about the the podcast is you learn so much about people you wouldn't otherwise have thought about. So, so many people are into so many other things, and it's not just 
being a healthcare provider. Like, yeah. You have your music. Other people that I've talked to, they're like big in the fishing, hunting, like yeah. lots of stuff. Everyone's got hobbies. Yeah. I think it's cool to kind of highlight that because I think it humanizes who we are as healthcare providers because I think sometimes we're just, you know, looked at as this, I don't even want to say authority, but, you know, we're the person that's doing unpleasant things to you in a bad situation on the worst day of your life. So yeah. <laughs> maybe and, it's better to see us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we drink beers sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to go to breweries and such. <laughs> I like to do karaoke. You I know. like long, long walks on the beach, banana splits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're speaking the language of my heart right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, people... People do have other interests, and um, that I don't know. So it's yeah, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's um, true. So I mean, back to the thing. Like ultimately, yeah, with the EMS thing, I you know I got after the kind of music thing, I got back into healthcare, like working as like a psychiatric kind of tech of sorts in the mental hospital, and um, that like I don't know that kind of like reset things for me a little bit, kind of got me back with healthcare and you know and um i so it was like an interest of yours like right were you always interested in mental health i i think so i i think that like i found that like there was like a level of like creativity you can put into um working in that type of environment that maybe you couldn't put into like a like a 30 45 minute long ems call like there was a level of like um more so individuality you could like put into your patient care you could put convey more of yourself you know with interacting with with psychiatric patients like in in an ems run like you know it's you're in you're out you know and right and anything you do is more you know it's kind of a little bit more structured in a way and with and you only got so much time with them as well right. and then in certain situations you, there's a protocol for you to follow you're yeah. expected to have a course of action yeah like why didn't you start the IV <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, you still haven't started the IV yeah, yeah. it's been 20 minutes <laughs> why aren't you leaving the, you know I've, I, you know I've gotten phone calls from dispatch you know why is your ambulance still parked at the, at the ER like an hour well the battery died uh, <laughs> you know I had, yeah I had actually I had a nurse come out into the ambulance bay with a portable phone be like, oh, I think this is for you. I think this is, <laughs> this is your uh, dispatch people. They're trying to get in touch with you. And I was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> okay, I guess yeah. I'll take that phone call. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, no, leave a message. Leave a message. Yeah, just tell them, tell them the battery died and, uh, you know, I had to go to the bathroom and uh, I'm having a sandwich. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah batteries die on ambulances it's a thing you know oh i've i've had my fair share one time the battery caught on fire oh <laughs> but these are these are some really old units at, at some of the places i worked and yeah it put us out of service for a while but the dispatcher was like well why aren't you going to the next call I was like the battery of yeah. the unit is on fire yeah. <laughs> we're working on putting it out now yeah oh my god it's beautiful <laughs> It's always like a prank call, like you know. I mean, and I love prank phone calls. Like that's that's something I've always been. I I don't know. As stupid and immature as that is, it's always it's always fascinated me. Like, you know that. I mean, that's like a another like, you know, working in a psychiatric setting. Some of the things that you hear people say, it's like, man, like, you know. I, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't have thought like that. Yeah. Well, I think in that kind of facility, you're going to hear some different perspectives that aren't 
yeah that are not the norm yeah but it's just diff- people with different ways of thinking and especially in the case of like mental illness they are coming from a very different perspective yeah and it's it's very unique it's like a cool thing to be able to like break through to them and like talk to them kind of figure out a way to like you know you have to like kind of rethink which you sort of rethink your own reality and like think about like what would be upsetting to me like you know there's a lot of self-reflection i think that comes from working in an environment like that and uh that's like really a really that was a really good you know environment for me to be a that's a good point in my personal experience like people that are very involved with mental health they seem to have like an awareness with them they're trying to have like maybe take more perspectives maybe they have like a broader view of things because they have dealt with those situations i mean hallucinations alone that's probably a crazy thing that i've never experienced yeah but someone does tell you about the 80s (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) when were you born oh yeah all right whatever (laughs) play me out play me out (laughs) yeah yeah that's cool so uh interest in mental health um and then you got to you got a job working in a mental health unit. Yeah, which is great. Um, and currently, I'm not doing that at the moment. I've I've moved to more of like a nursing office setting, which, um, which to me has like, like there's I'm not really much of a desk job kind of person. I never really have been. Like I've always kind of you know, I've always liked kind of like direct patient care, and I've liked you know, or like being as a musician, I like playing shows I guess you know and like doing things where you're like interacting with people and like in the moment you know you're using the skills of the job I guess and it's and that's you know but I you know I found ways to be kind of creative in this other position as well like with especially with everything going on like pandemic wise I was able to like get in touch with um like companies around Baltimore that were like making masks for for healthcare organizations and I had like the ability in the position I'm in to like you know reach out to them and get resources and supplies like I there was a company uh not actually not that far from here um where where we're doing this podcast but it was they were called like pick witchcraft and they were making these beautiful like masks and um and so I had this you know I was like you know we could get these for the patients you know these would be like maybe get some calming designs for them and, and things like right. that that they actually want to wear because no, that's a good point and I, i've run into this too is uh at one of the centers i work in some of the mental health people don't, are they're just not interested in wearing the mask and it's, yeah. some of them is very hard to convince yeah. them to wear it and it, it's a shame like yeah because i mean it's you know for whatever reason they're you know you know, I was thinking about you know. Also, like uh, one of the roommates I live here with was talking about like essential oils on the on the mask and like don't, how that. Don't yeah. you dare bring up essential yeah, oils. Yeah, oh man. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, but that, you know that those in themselves that might be you know triggering to you know who knows yeah. like you know some people so, are just into it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, affra- no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to even say that word. It's like the the devil's language to the me. Devil's like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I like to reach out for things. Like, I don't know. I've, I've been trying newer things. Like, a weighted blanket. I got a weighted blanket, which... Um, oh, those are awesome. Yeah. And th- so, um, there was a... I guess the only issue I had with it... You know, it's very warm. Like, it gets very hot when you're when you're using this thing. Got all that pressure on you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, for me, I was... You know, I mean, I was like, okay. Like, I, I was give it a shot. And um, 
and there are like cooling varieties of these blankets that like have like cooling effects to them as well but that you know that's more money you know right you know so but whatever i just trying it out and it, it seems you know i'm, yeah, I'm nice. enjoying it you know <laughs> Does, we'll go with it. Does it help reduce stress? I I guess so. I mean, I'm so how high strung up <laughs> anyway that I I don't know if anything. There's not much you can put a dent in that, you know. I mean, <laughs> except for a hundred pound blanket. Hundred pound blanket. Oh, I mean, that might put me into respiratory arrest, though. You know. I mean, <laughs> like you know, that would be on my uh, gravestone that Jason died from, <laughs> from a, a blanket, blanket from a weighted blanket. <laughs> It's like with a blanket from a brave little toaster, you know, <laughs> just have a picture of that, like in the newspaper, <laughs> got killed by blanket. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I also did want to talk about, uh, so you, you took a little break from EMS for a little while and right. then recently got reinstated. Right. Yeah. I was, well, I was kind of like working on that before a little bit, like when all this broke out, I was like, um, you know, you kind of want to do, you kind of want to do everything you can, like, or at least that was like my ma- mindset. I was like, I want to do more than just be like sitting here in this office. Like, you know, how can I oh. make more of an impact? How can I help? Like, you know, I mean, I think that's, you know, I have like these skills and this knowledge of, of things that like, how can I use myself to benefit, you know, society? So, yeah, very, um, very difficult process to do um especially when it like you've been out of paramedic school for quite some time mm-hmm. um but um you know they kind of i feel like you know like the you know entities of uh you know like mims and national registry they kind of were like trying to find creative ways to kind of like bring providers into you know, the workforce into the workforce because like you know there was definitely going to you know, is like a shortage of that, and so you put you put your uh, license on hold, right? Yeah, yeah. Or well, no, well, no. I guess I went inactive. I guess went inactive. Yeah, yeah. You did that through National Registry. I did that through National Registry. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you have to do anything through state? Um, no, no. That this, um, the state. I guess it's different. Like the state, just mostly in Maryland, the state just kind of follows whatever National Registry has in terms of like research. Like, okay. There's not much. Um, you have to do but um there are like courses you have to take and, and things like that to like do the re-entry which um which because of the pandemic made that difficult in itself to 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 get to get done yeah. right <laughs> and uh but the um yeah luckily you know I, I there was a class i had to take that um it was like a trauma course thing and um i found an instructor that was like willing to do this course and even with all the isolation even stuff with and it. social distancing yeah and he, he like you know shout out to him because he found like creative a creative way to get that accomplished by like you know having like social distancing in a, in a classroom even though there were only like three of us in this class um it was all separated and um he didn't have access to like mannequins and things you would need to like practice certain skills so I think he had this course in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, you know, and so he, somehow he found parts of pigs and animal parts <laughs> that we basically utilized to to practice like needle decompression skills right. and other things. And um, and like I think I was like, you know, you should put some barbecue sauce on this thing when oh, this is done. You know, oh I mean, my god, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, you know, 
course you said that. Yeah. I mean, you sit there for two days watching PowerPoint presentations. I mean, you know, yeah, it's all rough. start to lose your mind. So. That's a that's a staple of current education is PowerPoints. Yeah. Oh, God. It's yeah. terrible. Which I've never been a fan of. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. This table of EMS education is PowerPoints, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, so y- you made an active status. Um, started working in this mental health facility. Yeah. And then now active again because you kind of ha- had your call, I guess. Yeah. Office work ain't for you. It's not for me, Josh. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not really my cup of tea. You know, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's it's mind numbing. But I mean, it, but it's it's like I don't know. You, I mean, you, I've learned other elements of things. And oh, that's cool. That. You had you did have end up ultimately having an impact because you could reach out. I guess in like an administrative type of role, you could. Contact organizations. Yeah, yeah. To talk to. Yeah, I guess I guess you could do that, even as a nurse or a paramedic or yeah, whatever. But I guess you're more focused on the treatment, being being the cog in the system. Yeah, this I just had a lot of time on my hands. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I mean, you can only watch so many Star Trek episodes in a day <laughs> oh before, before something, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once my, uh, you know, potato chip bag runs empty, you know, that's like the, you know, and then you gotta look for other things to do. Yeah, you gotta like, find another vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can only make so many crazy sculptures with uh, paper clips, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so have you have you started working as a paramedic again? Uh, not yet, actually. I go for my uh, physical on Tuesday, so. Ah, um, uh, okay. Which I mean, hopefully I haven't deteriorated. Is it that volunteer much. or? Right now it's just volunteer. Yeah, and. Um, I felt like, you know, I think that's a good way to kind of get back into, get back into, like, kind of getting the routine of what I did before back, you know, back up. Right. You know, and, okay. Um, that's, I guess that's, the, like, the difference. Like, when, when I was a paid medic, it was, like, there, it's, like, a whole other level of stress, you know, and, but. Well, it's your, like, your livelihood. Yeah, and, um, but. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm older now and <laughs> more mature. More mature, you know. I guess you know. I mean, not that I was ever, you know. I mean, it's yeah. It's just it's a stressful occupation, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you brought it up that it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, sometimes we shortcut ourselves because we do have really stressful jobs, and it doesn't. No one really talks about, you know, managing. Or debriefing you after like a really tough shift, or yeah, I guess m- maybe more hospitals are doing a little bit better job of um, addressing it. But I mean, I've had really rough shifts, and at the end, like you for you wake up in the middle of the night because you think you forgot to do something, or yeah. you could have done something better, and it's like 2 a.m. You're like, why am I thinking about this? I'm off tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, or like, yeah, just how, what could you have done differently or what, you know, all the what ifs, you know. And it, I don't know if that impact. I mean, maybe it impacts everybody to some degree, but I don't know. For me, that that was always like a difficult part of like stressful jobs, you know. It might get easier as the longer you do it. Yeah. But I mean, even nurses or paramedics that you've seen that have done it for a very long time, they they may may not have sometimes the best coping skills yeah like anger seems oh. to be the coping skill yeah the bright red <laughs> face you know you know <laughs> you know i mean yeah 
I mean, police officers, same yeah, way. Yeah, whatever, you know, everything. I mean, every, like, high-stakes jobs, I guess. Yeah. But, like, no one talks about pulling you out for a little while, giving you a little mental retreat. Yeah. But I guess it ultimately is going to happen because you can't be exposed to that level of cortisol all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And that, yeah, I mean, and if, you know, if other things, other people, people have lives, other things going on in their lives, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. I think about that sometimes, too, because you always have someone at work that's going through something like a major life event. Yeah. And I'm not saying that all major life events are negative, but like a divorce and a bad call. Yeah. That's it's, not, it's that doesn't triggering. feel good. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something you're not comfortable with or something didn't go as planned or uh, just dealing with death in general it can be a little rough. And then if you've got all these other stressors that have built up too. Yeah. And yeah, those high stress jobs. Like we, I think we were talking about that a little bit earlier. At one point uh, earlier, we were talking about a like, telephone conversation. Yeah, telephone conversation. Like, <laughs> where you know, it was like, you know, jobs where you're not doing much. Like, oh you yeah, have a, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of downtime, things like that. Like, you end up like creating problems for yourself, basically. Right. You know, to you know, and but things that you're constantly, you know, on edge or you're very you're busy all the time. Like, there's less time for that. You know, less time right. for issues. So I don't know, like. Um, and just be wary of the people yeah. that when you are busy and still do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that, I mean, that's, a, yeah. I mean, I think healthcare careers like attract a certain type of person, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, they, but there, I mean, people are very different, but there, I think there's like a probably common trends and people that get into nursing or EMS, you know, there probably are to yeah. certain personality types, but that's the thing. I guess more so with EMS as a certain personality type because nursing becomes so broad. There's like just so many different types of nursing. Like mental health nursing is so drastically different than emergency or trauma nursing, you know. Oh yeah. Although you there's some overlap like that like those Venn diagrams you're forced to draw over and over again <laughs> in fifth grade. But <laughs> but ultimately that? they are very <laughs> what different. Is, what is that? <laughs> Venn diagrams? You don't know Venn diagrams? I know what Venn diagrams. You better know what a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Venn diagram yeah. is. <laughs> I never learned to read, Josh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, so there's some overlap, but ultimately I think there's just so many drastic forms of nursing. Yeah. Paramedic is emergency. Yeah. That's what you do. I, I guess otherwise you can do interfacility transport, but sometimes yeah. even that's a little higher stakes too, which feels like a, an emergency. But Yeah, but it's, it's all usually in the same, like, realm it's always the same i mean it's the same tools you're working with it's the same right um same type of environment you're in yeah and in nursing yeah it's like you know different i mean i mean you work in a crisis center i mean you, you there's all these different avenues right. people can get into like case management or doing all these other things that's true with there are e branches with ems it's just like all right like all right you work in the ambulance or you work you know, you know, I'm so gonna work on the ambulance for a couple years, and I'm gonna get on that fire truck yeah, good full time. <laughs> that big hook and ladder, you know, <laughs> just like Kramer. You know. <laughs> what? Where there's a Seinfeld episode with Kramer where he? Oh god. Oh man. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I didn't see. I didn't catch that one. You, know, you missed it. Oh, it's classic. It's classic. The only one I remember is the time where he goes to karate with a bunch of kids and beats them up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another another classic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Beat up a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Oh man, said too much. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but yeah. This is the direction it was going to head in with you. Yeah, it's I, always, I knew that. It's always down. This episode six. <laughs> this episode uh. six. Uh, forgive my friend Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like to have fun here. May God have mercy on his soul. Yeah, may God. <laughs> I tell you about the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah, I don't know if I'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you should yeah, get into sure that. that. But yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back and, um, you know, you know, having goals, things like that with with healthcare. You know, it, I mean, it's a big, it's a switch. Like going on tours and things like that. It's, you know, you kind of utilize a lot. I mean, you you develop a lot of skills that kind of became they become like practical in. I just think the confidence from you being on stage and doing a skill like a hard skill yeah with like, a lot of people watching yeah like, you know that's got to build up some confidence yeah i mean you learn if you screw up like <laughs> to like play it off you know i mean right or you know you you don't let mess ups like because i mean you have to be focused on something and you kind of like you don't want to if maybe you make a mistake or or and something happens like the power cuts out you learn how to like quickly like problem solve things to like adapt ah, you know? so and you're adapting quickly and then at, at the end of the day most of the people that come see you like no matter who's performing like they don't know enough about music to know when you've actually messed up yeah that's something to really think about too is yeah you, you can make mistakes all the time but sometimes there's big mistakes small mistakes yeah and they, yeah, I mean, you adapt to them. That's <laughs> just like healthcare. <laughs> I mean, you know, but. not saying in terms of mistakes, but I think a lot of us in healthcare beat up, beat ourselves up because we think we can do better, or we can do more, or we can be more impactful. I mean, you're a good example of that. Like, the office wasn't for you. You want to make a difference, yeah. and I think a lot of us in healthcare, we had that thought at some time. Like, we want to. What do you want? To, why do you want to do this? Yeah, it's your interview for paramedic school, your interview for nursing school. Well, I really want to help people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard that before. You know? <laughs> no, no, very rarely, and very rarely, I think they would get accepted. Is ah, the money's, you know, the money's pretty good, which is, was never true <laughs> for was, EMS, yeah. but <laughs> maybe for nursing. Yeah. Oh, definitely, a lot of opportunities in nursing, like traveling, things like that. You know. Um, but I'd like to see EMS um, have more options like that to have like a broader thing. Oh, I'd yeah. like to see it develop into something more holistic and community based. Oh, absolutely. I'm even afraid of that word holistic. As I was saying it, I was like, ugh. Yeah, your, your face just ugh. changed. Your facial expression. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, that's I think that's good stuff. Like not holistic, like woo woo. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you talk about quackery. You talk about qu- <laughs> there a duck this, this is the essential oils thing is yeah. coming back to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's more so like a taking in individualized medicine maybe is a better way to say it. Yeah, Turn- um, whatever works for people. Like <laughs> right. I, I think if if it like sometimes you know you notice you see trends of people who've been in like like our western medicine that yeah, western medicine system for so long and they just haven't gotten like the answers or the um the treatment they want or they need you know and then they're still having problems and and sometimes in in i think you know in medicine sometimes there just isn't an answer for things you know and right. and um but people people maybe need to have that like level of comfort that there you know there are options out there and and in looking to alternative things maybe that i think it's what you're trained in a lot of times like if you 
if you're trained all the time that medications are the answer, like you need to take this medication, this medication's for this, yeah. and you're not taught any other thing, you're going to use the tools in your toolbox. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's like, okay, well, if you're taught to, if anyone has a cough, you intubate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to be like, what? <laughs> I have the tube in this hand. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably do this. And yeah. you're like, no, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Kind of sometimes <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's alternative routes to doing things. And, um, you know, I mean, yeah, sometimes, yeah, you have to give medications. And, like, yeah. that's, you know, there's that's just no way do. around of it. Yeah, no way around it. But, um, you know, you know, having someone complain of a toothache at, you know, 3 in the morning, which – you know, I've I've been in situations like that with patients where like, you know, they have a toothache or and, and maybe like my partner gets all upset with them and wants to argue about it. You know, I mean oh, maybe right, right. you know, I don't know what's going on with this person. Like, you know, maybe you know, maybe they are looking maybe they are drug seeking, which is is a very it's I don't know, in EMS you get kind of blinded by that. You 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 make assumptions about types of patients. You're like, Oh, this is a drug seeker or this you kinda like stereotype types of patients because you see that trend a lot yeah and it's some people say it it is a a jadedness and one of the things i always think about in terms of that like if you if every time you opened a door and someone behind the door just punched you in the face as soon as you opened it like you would be (laughs) i'm gonna open it again you'd be be weary (laughs) of opening a door you know yeah that's probably just a just outlandish example but it's a reading rainbow example. Like, what if that was that show? Like, <laughs> I love Star Trek. I love LeVar Burton. You know, great. Just, just, just great. That's a, that's a shout out to yeah. Star Trek yeah. fans everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to get the Star Trek cruise up and running again. Like, we're looking forward to that. I want to. I've always wanted to go <laughs> oh on a Star God. Trek cruise. It's such a tangent. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Like I said, I knew it was going in this direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to be the moderator. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm yeah. really putting those skills to the test yeah. today. <laughs> you got to hone it in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> so what were, we, what were we talking about? You're talking about, oh, like stereotypes and, oh, and yes. types of patients. But, like, but like, yeah, like so you're an EMS provider and you get the, the drug seeker or the opiate uh, overdose. Yeah. And and a lot of times those calls do go the same way. So yeah, your your thinking in some aspects may be solidified. It's like the same example with like the punching in the face if you open the door. Like if every time you do it, it's the same course of action. I guess you can get a little jaded and not remember that these are people. Yeah. And then you can reflect on it later and say, okay, this is an addiction. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't take this approach to it maybe i should give everyone the benefit of a doubt but i mean yeah being empathetic being like understanding and like that that's like a i feel like that's a huge part like you know you read stories in the news about like ems providers like you know attacking patients or like these these terrible situations that come about and it's like you know like why Be- i mean maybe lack of empathy lack of like com- like lack of understanding maybe of like this There's is... other types of patients besides people having MIs and strokes. There's patients out there with psychological illness, and that's like, right. you know. But that's the thing, too, is, like, what if you reverse it around? Okay, that, that interaction, mm-hmm. maybe the EMS provider should have been a patient in that situation in the sense that they're that that's not a normal thing. There's something else. 
mentally going on there, whether it's like this extreme buildup of frustration where the anxiety, the depression, and then this holistic sense. There I go again. Is a dumb word. <laughs> what you're doing? <laughs> where like Are yeah, you doing? they're having a rough time. Like the stress yep. of the job is getting to them. It's affecting their marriage. They're ending up in a divorce. And then all of a sudden they get this call from, you know, a frequent flyer to use that phrase, and they it's like the tipping point. So what do you do for that provider? Is it was that something that should have been caught much earlier? because they're having a rough time. Maybe they need to be pulled out of the combat zone or EMS zone where they need a a mental health holiday. Maybe that should have been taken more seriously. I don't know. I just, I always think about that story when there's a conflict between two people, Mm -hmm. like there's two sides of it, but as, as far as, and this is a whole nother issue is irresponsibility of how the media handles things i don't think that's any surprise to anyone especially during this covid thing but they only usually tell one story or spin a story in a direction without sometimes not even having all the facts yeah so in in that case the ems provider what what's the story there we should ask that question yeah because it's usually a deeper thing going on there's usually a bigger picture you know and and with the provider, with the patient, you know, I mean, it's there's things aren't all things aren't ever cut and dry. Things no. are always very complicated, and and but people have to you know have to be open to like understanding that and being right. accepting of that. Like or otherwise, you know, you just kind of live a miserable ex- existence and you have a horrible career right. because like you just get angry at everything all the time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, but I mean that's not to say like it's not sometimes you do get upset at situations at work or like you get frustrated with especially in healthcare EMS in general like yeah I've definitely had moments where I've been upset and right angry with things or people and like but you know just trying to be un- like reflecting back on it just be understanding and being it's know. like the developing these coping skills and unfortunately I think as and I'm going to say stupid words again, but as a society. You were about to as, say holistic. You were about to say holistic. No, I was not. You were about to say whole <laughs> I was gonna do. I was going to do the air quotes with society. <laughs> <laughs> well, in society, we don't really teach people these skills to cope with things. Yeah. I mean, not to get dark or anything, but like new parents, like new young parents that haven't had life experiences, like a crying baby throughout the night, they're probably not going to respond the same or their threshold for frustration is going to be much lower than someone maybe a little older with real life experiences and that has learned some coping skills of some of some sort yeah and i think that collectively can be translated into ems or rns i mean rn there's still there's stories about rns doing terrible things yeah i mean it definitely not to shortcut anything but it goes both directions. Like sometimes patients are very mean to <laughs> to us. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that I mean, that was exactly like uh, I've like I don't know being assaulted in like a healthcare setting by a patient is definitely like for me that's like that was always like a turning point or like because I I feel like that happened to me first in, in a clinical setting, you know where I I was like you know attacked by a patient. It's like it's like wow these people are like having an emergency and like you know then they're attacking you you know and then you know in working in psych you you get attacked and like those are things that like kind of contribute to this like 
stress and that that oh, jadedness yeah. of being like, oh man, they're gonna like you know. But I mean, that's just part of the nature of the beast. Like, and sometimes you have to take a punch. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> as sad as that is, but like oh, you, you, I just some circumstances it's more forgivable than others. Like the I, if I get punched by a dementia patient, yeah. that's way different than you know someone that's even even anger frustration it's it's just a hard call sometimes the dementia patient is easier to forgive it's like they didn't know what they were doing yeah but some of the other patients it's like an, an entire it's like the rules break down when you get to the to the hospital or in the unit yeah like oh of course i can punch someone yeah, that should be okay it's not vietnam there are rules <laughs> you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was it Don? Donnie, this isn't Nam. Yeah, this isn't Nam. There are rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. I mean, yeah, people, but I mean, that, you know, being able to like cope with that and, and accept that and understanding that, like, I think the first time it happened to me, I had like a breakdown. I was like, oh my God, this, this can happen. This, this person hit me in the head with a hospital phone. Like, you know, like, right. you know, and I was just, trying to draw their blood you know i mean it's like it's like whoa like you know didn't expect that but like you know that first time it's like this is upsetting but like because there's enough stress going on and then to add to that you know you know feeling that like anger from someone else it's like that's that's intense and but being that's able tough. to like yeah because we are con- we are connected in a lot of ways like i look at your facial expressions and i respond a certain way yeah you know we're we're, I think we're hardwired to recognize emotions, and maybe we're not all the time correct, but in, a, in a, someone with erratic behavior, it might not be just as clear cut. Yeah. Like you could have, that situation, they could have just been fine looking at their phone, and all of a sudden you hit them with the, the needle in the arm, and then all of a sudden you're getting hit. Oh, yeah. She hit me before I, think <laughs> I even had the needle in. I, I put the tourniquet on. I mean, I, you know, but like, you know, I had everything set up, but there was, you know, other issues going on in that situation that, and you know, I understandable. Like, but yeah, reading people's expressions, reading her, like I couldn't have predicted that was going to happen. Like, yeah. you know, I I wouldn't have put myself in that. <laughs> Caught position. you a little off guard. Yeah, yeah. And knowing you, did you laugh as it was happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have, I have weird coping skills here. <laughs> I always try to keep a smile. I sound like the Joker or something. Like, uh, yeah. I think I was like, what? What? What are you doing? What's going on? What's going on, man? What's the problem here? I'm great with kids. I really am. You know, I mean. What did, where did well, that no, no, come when, from? When they throw things at you or like, you know, I mean kids when they're unruly well i think that's the same uh area as a dementia patient like you understand that they're kids but that's you know what what about that level of thinking um like a person in a mental health crisis probably not in the same aspect as a kid doesn't know what they're doing but they don't know what they're doing they're just kind of reacting to what they're what's going on inside yeah and that's part that's part of like I think, like, the provider's responsibility to be, you know, you have to be calming. You have to be approachable. You have to be, you have to at least put off a demeanor of of some level of, like, non-threateningness but to someone. But then an know. understanding that you could do all of that right, and it's still not good. It's still like, not good. But that's still, I mean, what other options? But at least yeah. maybe you can forgive yourself knowing that, like, you didn't 
have a knee-jerk reaction like you use that prefrontal cortex to make a logical what decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's holistic. Oh, <laughs> no, it's There's that hippie talk just, again. <laughs> just to make that uh that I uh, you know you're trying to make an under a rational decision in an irrational situation, but maybe you can feel better or reduce the stress knowing that you did everything you could and you responded the way you could because you realized mm-hmm. from through self-awareness that this person is not maybe self-aware right now because they're having a crisis. Yeah, and that yeah, and I think viewing all EMS calls like that, like having that at least in the back of your mind, like is it probably a good way to deal with things instead of becoming confrontational with with patients, becoming confrontational. Like that's just yeah, that's and some and sometimes you can't avoid it. Yeah, I mean, even one of the hospitals I work at is like there was a patient that just didn't. He didn't like anything I did, but it was a terrible situation. Like, was her name Karen? <laughs> no, <laughs> they didn't ask to talk to my manager. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> this food is cold. <laughs> but it was more so like there was. It was a very dire situation. It was like a crazy high heart rate, but he kept pulling on his IVs, and he was like p- perfectly with it. But he was just, he just didn't like me. He didn't like the hospital. Well, I mean, like, I don't but, blame him. No, but, <laughs> yeah, but if we, but if we didn't, if we didn't do something, something bad was going to happen. But he wasn't cooperating with anything, any of the available tools I had yeah. to make that situation better, to make sure that he was fine. Yeah. And yeah, like you're gonna, that's, that's it's, part it's just of the, the way it is. I, I did my best and maybe had to get a little stern but eventually got an IV and got things corrected so sometimes you have to be a nurse ratchet after like yeah (laughs) sometimes you do sometimes you have to have a little bit of authority and command in what you do in order to make the situation better but you know that's not going to be interpreted so even though this the overall situation was better and the person survived like that guy hates me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, he hates you. But maybe, maybe on down the road he'll understand. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. But I mean, you know, it's not about him. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a weird. Yeah, that's a strange thing to think about. But yeah, I mean, you do things for, for people, or you do things, and I mean, there's no. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason, and like you know, that's I feel like that's just healthcare in general. You're gonna get things thrown at you. You're gonna get yeah. pee thrown at you, or, or whatever. People are gonna like pull a knife on you, or there's just so many different you. opinions. There's just so many different ideas out there, even with the the pandemic stuff. Like you just have so many conflicting sides, and everyone thinks that what they know is the entire truth and then there's misinformation and that's an irresponsibility of the media thing another society uh, approaches to how we deal with things that probably should be looked at yeah this is crazy and and like yeah a lot of things love you know people making decisions on these things and it's like i you know it's always an evolving situation and you know, at the end of all this, if there ever is, you know, I mean, hopefully, I mean, all the things, all the, the changes that have come about because of this, like the, you know, telemedicine, things like that. that have There's become a lot more of positives. Yeah. Like those things, like those were good elements that have come out of, of things that should have been, been, you know, you know, considered before. Practice before, you know, knowing what we know about like microbiology and how things, you know, I mean, things that you know, ways we should be interacting with patients, 
proper like DSI things, PPE things, like right. um, like infection control was should have always been there. Yeah, like maybe some of these approaches could be translated to flu season every year, so right. we could even maybe see a reduction in number of flu cases per year if we implemented some of these practices. Yeah, that would know. be a good thing, you know, and. And I mean, I know in EMS, like this has been, there's been a lot, I mean, from, you know, every day from things are done differently, you know, mm-hmm. with, from people that, you know, I've spoke with and they're like, oh yeah, like every day it's a whole new th- set of things we got to do. And like, you know, cause we just don't know yeah, everything. We don't have all is, the information. You know? And, um, but you know, at the end of the day, there are still common things that should be like, should have been, should have been there and, yeah. you know, but you know. <laughs> here we are. We're, it's we're the new through norm. It. It's the new norm. Oh, and there we go. We're using more this. words and phrases. Yeah, phrases. Uh, the new norm. The new norm. Yeah. Norm. I don't know how many times I heard people say that. You know, well, I just want to throw this microphone when I hear it. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> what's God. this violence? What's going on in yeah. his life? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's wrong? <laughs> what's Is he wrong? going through a divorce? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she took everything I had. No, my wife is unfortunately strapped to me like oh, a man. bulletproof vest. Oh, she's very, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, no. I, I love. No, I love meeting your wife. Like, very nice. Yeah. You know? I think we went bowling. Was that the night we went bowling, or? or oh, we did go bowling. Yeah. yeah. We went rolling. We did. We did some rolling. Did some rolling. Let's roll. Let's roll. The Harford County is great. You know, <laughs> one of the best investments I ever had. You know, it was it was a set of bowling shoes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, as much as I love music as a like a stress reliever, you know, or whatever you're gonna call it, like bowling. Great sport, you know. Do, not doesn't take too much like physical prowess to like. But I mean, I mean, there's you know, it's. I think there was a Cheers episode about it, you know. But I mean, I don't know. It's. I've been there's also a, a guy named Norm. Norm, yeah, yeah. Oh, Norm's great, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's a great show. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of don't, try, don't. Yeah. No, no tangents. No, no tangents. Let's segue into Cheers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do an episode analysis of Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about your, your music stuff that you've been working on. So we are going to do a song on the podcast. I'm going to splice it in. Yeah. At the end. But uh, does it, you have like a band name. Is this like a solo project? It's a solo What's project. Going on? Yeah. So, um, yeah, right now my. Uh, projects it's called basement flower it's like a um it's, it's just me you know i mean um i've been playing in a lot of bands are you a flower i i don't know i guess <laughs> I'm delicate like a flower I don't, yeah i don't i don't know why i picked that name it just kind it's, of, that's good it's, it's it's fun you know yeah. <laughs> we'll, mean, we'll run with it we'll run with it we'll basement flower basement flower you know <laughs> but then at the other end it sounds kind of like What's, what's growing down there? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I wasn't going to take it in that yeah, direction, yeah, yeah, but yeah, now yeah, I totally yeah. think yeah. it's going to oh go in that my direction. God. No, 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 no. <laughs> Can't pay the bills, huh, Can't Jason? The bill. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> gotta get creative, you know. EMS don't pay, you know. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I was playing in some bands. We went on some tours and stuff over the past couple years, and um, a lot of good opportunities with that. Like, I got to travel all the way across the country and um um you know meet a lot of interesting people and get to i mean i i found my favorite place in the united states is uh new orleans like that oh that pl- new orleans is awesome yeah and going there like i you know at that time in my life i wouldn't have really had any other opportunity to do that besides being on like a tour with a band so got to go down there got to like you know kind of get a 
a taste of it, you know, and like see the French Quarter and and all those yeah. things, and you know. Um, I liked holding alcohol on the street. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I mean, that's always <laughs> a great time. Yeah. Something a really good feeling about. That. Yeah, oh yeah, it's beautiful. Like you know, there's a sense of freedom down there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's maybe more so what it is. Yeah. The feeling of um, being left alone when you're doing things that aren't har- really harming anybody. No, not at all. Um, and you know, just like that, that the feeling of that, and then like the sights and the smells and the. In the foods and, and all yeah. the things like you're just the, the artwork as well just the aesthetic of it very i don't know very cool like um that's nice i like san diego a lot that was fun oh san diego's great too yeah and i i don't know i got to touch the west coast the, mm-hmm. the water and you know and doing it in a you know i was at that time i was opening up uh for this band called the generationals um that were kind of a bigger band like sometimes i'll go into a starbucks and i'll hear like their song playing oh really thing and i'm that's like kind of cool i'm like whoa like i I know those guys, like, you know, and, um, um, so they were on a, a label called Polyvinyl, which is, like, kind of like a bigger indie label, and, um, um, just kind of went around the country with them. Yeah, that's a, awesome. A band I was playing with from Baltimore called Reindeer, and you got to see a lot of, like, you know, just experience the country that way, you know? Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, and... You play, of, you played Artscape one year, didn't you? Um... It actually got rained out, which oh, was, that yeah, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, never mind. Let's let's yeah. edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. That. Um. But done like Hamden Fest multiple times. Mm-hmm. Hun Fest. Um. Did a thing called Remington Fest, which was fun. Um. And yeah, that was with one band. And then the other band I was in, we did more of like video game kind of conventions and things like oh, that's that. That's cool too. Mag Fests and and I'd be Mag into that. Stock. Yeah. When the what's what's that uh, that one place where the festivals are up north? Um, here. Br- Bramblewood? Ramblewood. Camp Ramblewood. Ramblewood or Bramblewood? I think it's Ran- Ramblewood. They do okay. um there's um yeah, the like the Baltimore thing, there's like festivals that'll happen up there um oh god, I can't there's there's specific yeah people will do things like there's like a fairy fest thing that happens oh there. yeah 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 they'll do all kinds of things and that that's a very interesting um, company actually because the the guy that owns that I think he's a retired psychologist or something like mm-hmm. that and um you he kind of he's very like open and understanding of like um different like subcultures of people and like will allow them to kind of do interesting congregate things that, together with their interests right and um that's the that's definitely the impression i got i did standby for that at um with ems yeah one they, year. and they yeah they do it right too i mean they have like insurance and they will have ems back providers and mm-hmm. things like that to do so i mean it's they do it safely but they're they're also very open and understanding of different like sub communities and subcultures right. of people and um they so I yeah I had a friend um, named Jeff who's a he's a physicist and he he wanted to put on like a a festival thing there one year and mm-hmm. so somehow I got wrapped up into the organization of this and I went up there with him and I'm we went into the office of the psychologist guy and he's kind of like telling me his life story and you know it's very interesting and then he's telling me about the types of things oh. they put on there you know and some of it is things that maybe not is like commonplace in society but um <laughs> okay you, know, you don't want to wander down the woods that too far that way you don't you might not find what you like but you find something <laughs> that's you know but so i mean but as a like a uh 
organization as a business like yeah it's it's cool like mm-hmm. i i like things like that and they they had like cabins and and everything with they had you know things were very clean and um it's a place for people with common interests to connect right which is probably awesome for mental health because ultimately i think it is about connection yeah i don't know how we, that's interesting you were talking about rambles that's like uh <laughs> i guess that is <laughs> kind know, of just, up in your neck of the woods though yeah right? yeah it's yeah. close to i mean i've driven past that quite a few times and yeah you know i've I visit that area because I like stuff by the water, and I think I think that's Havre Grace area. Yeah, they, there is a pond there uh, mm-hmm. on the property, and I know that I think um, there's like a little dock thing. I remember I walked out onto one time mm-hmm. when I think we were getting like a tour of it, and it was I was like, yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, it's a cool, cool concept, you know. And um, I mean, but at the same time, you think like. I mean, Tiger King. Sorry. I mean, oh, sorry, why would you do sorry, that? Sorry, sorry. I got Tiger Fever, Josh. You know, right. sorry, sorry. I still have not watched it. Yeah. You know, I I put my little cursor from the remote on the TV over it mm-hmm. and saw the preview, and I could not press play. Oh. I just saw. I was like, I can't do this to myself. Once you get past the first episode, it's you. You will sit there. Your mouth will be wide open. You'll be like, oh, like whoa, like I just. I feel like I would be doing a huge disservice to myself. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> if I killed a Sunday. Yeah, to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, you but know. man, people were really into it. I've been seeing the memes all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've been watching weird things. I mean, I think <laughs> most people have. A lot of Doctor Who, Highlander. You There's know. a lot of space filling with with isolation and quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else would I be doing on a Friday night? You know, I mean, yeah, whatever. Just ordering pizza and watching Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. But well, yeah. all right, man. Like, uh, I think you you have the record for the longest uh, interview I've done so far. Really? Yeah, we're getting up on a on an hour, and I think with your song attached, to this it's going to be. All right. Definitely over an hour. Well, we better cut it off before I say something <laughs> stupid. I don't want to say anything stupid, so we better just... Uh, no. The tangents have been really good so far. All but, right. yeah, yeah uh, we'll do some outgoing announcements. Is anything... Is there a good way to promote your stuff other than um, the podcast? Or, like, is yeah. a way to follow you, a way to purchase the album, or anything like that? Yeah, so... Um, Actually, so yeah, about the album, I'm in the process of like recording a new album for. I, I have recorded past things for this project, but um, I recently got a like a lot of analog recording equipment, like Tascam for cassette things, you know, just just to kind of like as a new kind of project thing to work on, you know, and so I'm in the process of now recording on this it's it's somewhat of a broken task cam because it's only three of the channels out of the four oh, right so but um yeah i'm doing that i do have a, like a band camp it's like basement flower band you just google basement flower band camp there's there's like some demo things i've done on basement there flower band camp yeah okay band camp basement band camp's the website yeah yeah i'm and just dumb i don't know anything yeah band camp's like it's just like a kind of a. Uh, i recently got twitter and i don't even know how to use it but yeah. where have you been <laughs> yeah but it yeah it's on there um and i also have a facebook facebook flyer facebook page okay. that people okay. can look at and i mean it hasn't been updated as much as it should be but um I I'll put a link to album. all these things. Yeah, with new album, with new music I'm recording, there'll be more things to do. I mean, no, I guess cool. I don't really have any shows coming up because you know, like <laughs> of this. Yeah, but you can do one of those Zoom shows. Yeah, I could. I yeah, there was like there's that thing, Quarant TV. There's other there's a um, there's avenues for you to things. kind of promote yourself. Yeah, I hope we can promote you. 
too, oh. and get out to some listeners and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's just neat to see people in the field and be healthcare providers and then have all these really cool projects that they work on outside of that. Yeah. I think it's worth promoting. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. See the true insanity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or wait, it's not, it's not insane. I think it's just eccentric. You know, this oh, is, someone eccentric. once told me, yeah. they were like, you know, you're you're insane if you if you're broke but if you're like successful you're eccentric or something i i think I, As it is a distinction there is yeah but <laughs> i make money off of being weird yeah or i just sit in the basement yeah <laughs> i walk a fine line <laughs> with my line. own thoughts i walk a fine <laughs> line man <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> all right so this has been episode six of the status dramaticus podcast i'm gonna put a link in um some ways to listen to Jason, the rest of Jason's music, but we will do a song on here. Here's the second song of Jason's project, Basement Flower. The time that you spent here is money for someone. Hooray by Basement Flower. The first song was Low Lit Room. So you can download our podcast on Apple iTunes. You can also continue to download on Podbean 
and we still upload to YouTube. We're also using Twitter, Instagram, and we'll continue using Facebook to promote future episodes. Thank you very much, and thanks for listening.